Week 12 provided us with a bunch of new storylines to watch out for in the NFL. Is Aqib Tlaib and Michael Crabtree the NFL's greatest new rivalry? Can the Packers actually play well enough down the stretch to get Aaron Rodgers back at the helm? And are we really, really about to see the Patriots win another Super Bowl? We've got so many questions. We've got heroes and losers. We've got it all coming up right now. But before we get to it, just want to apologize. There are some audio issues with this episode. Not pointing any fingers, but it's Don's fault. Let's run up the score. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to Run Up the Score. It's Donald here with Scott and Tom. Hey, everybody. Week 12 recap. We had a very interesting week of games. We've got, uh, you know, now we're down to one week before the fantasy football playoffs, gentlemen. And yeah, uh, what a ride it's been. Yeah, we're uh, we're getting there. Right? Yes, it certainly did. Very. Yeah, um, normally I'm much more. There's more anxiety built into my week seven, eights, and nines. I guess maybe this year I had I had a little either smoother sailing or I knew that the shit had already. <laughs> yeah, that was. It's been um, it's been an interesting year, and we're we're kind of reaching its conclusion thanks to uh, to week twelve. So let's get right into it with our losers of the week. I look around at us. You know what I see? Losers. And once again, the NFL is. Happy to provide us with plenty of losers. Always a long list. And so, Scott, we'll start with you. Um, I'm really sad about this one, too, and, and uh, I know this is going to break your heart, Don, but the biggest losers are the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. This game was the chance. They win this game, they, they sneak this W, and then it's like, wow, you play Tampa Bay, Cleveland, and you get Rodgers back for those final three games, right? And you're 6-5, and five, you're, you're right in this mix where Hundley can get you two wins, and then hopefully Rodgers can win you out. You go 11-5 and five and get it. Now they got six losses, and it's starting to look like, oh, God, we're going to miss out on Rodgers coming back. I think this week was just a devastating week for the Packers. I disagree. Respectfully, of course. Um, I think this was the. I think this was a great week for the Packers. It showed that Hundley can, you know, at least be a bridge against good teams. But the good thing for the Packers is they don't play a good team for the next two weeks. They got the Bucks and the Browns, and I'm on the other side of this. I think if Hundley can get them to wins over the Bucks and Browns. I think Rodgers is coming back with the Packers at seven and six against Minnesota, and they play Detroit again right. in Week Seventeen. I think he's coming back. Yeah, but ten six might not even get him in. You have uh, Carolina, who's eight and three at a wild card. Uh, Atlanta, who's seven and four at a wild card, although they have some tougher matchups coming up too. And Seattle, who's seven and four, also. So to me, it's looking like like if you're acting like oh. The Cardinals are going to shut down David Johnson because they don't stand a chance. Well, the Packers have the same record. They do. I just I don't know if you should really even want him to come back. I do. Why not? What if he gets? It gets worse. If they wouldn't put him out there, if they think it's going to get worse, obviously. I don't know about that. Ask Todd Montgomery about that. Yeah. He said, I think, he, I thought I heard him say specifically, yeah. I thought I heard him say specifically, the only thing keeping me out this week is the fact that I'm still on IR and can't come back until week 15. Rogers? Yeah. I think he wants to come back, and if he has any say in the franchise, which he does, I think he's 
possibly going to come back week 15 to a 7-6 and six team. Detroit has been inconsistent. Seattle's been inconsistent. Atlanta's been inconsistent. If More they, consistent than Green Bay. Without Aaron Rodgers, yeah. Yeah. But when he was there, they were 4-1. and one. And they play Carolina, and then uh, they play Carolina, Minnesota, Detroit. It's Minnesota, Carolina, Detroit, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking he's, he's coming back, I'm telling you. Carolina's been beatable. Tom, who's your loser of the week? My loser is Marcus Mariota. Um, Again, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing. He's not. Not enough people are saying <laughs> it, so yeah, we yeah, might as well keep carrying the flag. He's not rushing as much as you'd like to see. He had four rushing yards this week, Wait. two picks, and one touchdown for under ten fantasy points against Indy. Against Indy. Gross. Like really you could, gross. You probably could have started the uh, Colts defense to some success. Yes. Yeah. That's insane. That's embarrassing. It should not be that way. Um, that's a really good matchup that he squandered. So the exotic Smash Mouth offense is uh, is on pause. To yeah. Say the least. No kidding. Yeah, that's not very good. I'm not gonna spend four minutes arguing this one. Yeah, that one. Um, nailed it. <laughs> I am go. I have I have three. If you'll allow me to break out of our one loser of the week trend. Um, no. Number one, <laughs> Michael Crabtree. Okay. Actually, sorry. He Number one, Akib Talib, the provoker. Yes. Like, I, I don't know what it is with him and Crabtree. Obviously, there's some bad blood. There will continue so he to be bad blood. Like he, he has a problem with him wearing But Crabtree's not the only one who wears a chain, know, so yeah, what's yeah. the problem with <laughs> Number two, Michael Crabtree, he, he was provoked. Uh, you know, he has every right to defend himself. He melted down after defending himself, and that's where he gets into this category. Um, this was made even worse by my loser number three, Darian Stewart. Awful hit, disgusting hit. There's no place in the NFL for it. He should be suspended and should have been ejected for the hit he had on Amari Cooper. I am an Amari Cooper shareholder. Yeah, which is the only reason you think he should be suspended. But anyway, <laughs> well, I'm full speed, dude. Those plays happen every single week. It's running full speed at a guy with his head down? Him. Yeah, welcome to the NFL. <laughs> Where have you been for the past 11 weeks? Well, here's the thing. So, Michael Crabtree, big-time loser, obviously, especially if you're a fantasy team. Zero. Zero points, right? Um, it stinks that they didn't just get suspended, like, down the road, because then you could switch him out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you have to take the zero in a crucial fantasy week. Yep. So that's what I, if you didn't pick him as a loser, I was going to pick him as a loser. Yep. And, I mean, I feel bad for all those teams out there, mine included, that, uh, that suffered that fate. Yeah, the, hopefully he doesn't have to sit out next week, too. But I don't I think mean, I don't think because he basically were suspended for an entire game. I was going to say, sure. the obvious follow-up question here is, do you think Tlaib and Crabtree get suspended? Because that does affect how – Tlaib's presence does affect how we interpret what teams are going to do against Denver's defense as well. No question. And obviously Crabtree's a startable option every week as a wide receiver two or three. So do we think it I, – I, you guys seem to be leaning no. Well, they get the Giants, so I'm hoping that Crabtree plays because Janoris Jenkins' status is up in the air. All right. For the rest of the season. Yeah, for the rest of the season. And Eli Apple's been all over the place, too. His his status is up in the air. Yeah, not that they've been any – yeah, I mean, Janoris Jenkins is awesome as a player. Yes, right. But the Giants haven't been scary as a team. I would have started Crabtree anyway, but now I'm, like, way more excited to start Crabtree. I don't want to miss a good matchup after – Taking a zero. Yeah, and who knows? I mean, AJ Green's Joe Colvin and punching Jalen Ramsey and not getting any games. So, you know, Crabtree could be playing next week. I really have no clue how to determine what. I think he will. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, like it's like I go back to what you guys said initially. They basically served a one game suspension because it happened so early in the game. I don't think 
it's in the NFL's best interest to keep these guys out another full game for what they did. I think, you know, they need to have a discussion with these two. Like, if anything happens between the two of them next year, you know, Denver and Oakland are still going to play twice next year. If anything happens next year, they should definitely get suspensions. But this late in the season with Oakland seemingly getting back in the hunt in the AFC West and Denver fighting for something to believe in, I don't think it's, you know, wise for the NFL to can two of their best players, respectively. So, but we'll see. Um, shall see. Maybe they'll just throw an octagon in the middle of the field the next time they play. That would be awesome. Brawl. Um, from the from the ashes of our losers of the week, though, rise the heroes of the week. So let's talk about our heroes of the week um, again. I, I feel like I've been giving this uh, this particular disclaimer every week for the past couple of weeks now. It's it's slim pickings at this point in the year. Um, you're yeah, really it's important as yeah, well. Yeah, you're, you're, you can find some gems. Yeah, you're trying to punch a lottery ticket that's going to get you um, over the hump in the playoffs and ho- hopefully uh, with week 13 coming down the pike, you know, into that playoff picture. But so these guys that we're naming, like, yeah, it's not many, but these are guys that you should definitely be considering making a claim for, if not already putting a claim in as we're mentioning it to you. Right now. Right. And the long term aspect starts to kind of go out the window. You know, so most of these guys that we're recommending recommending to me are guys that what well, we would probably uh, say to start this week, if not have a guy who, who is a definite starting option as the playoffs move on. But it's more short term. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of short term, he's had a lot of short term success, but a lot of success. Nonetheless, Ricky Seals Jones. Dude, Good guys. schedule coming up, too. Oh, yeah. I think if he had a normal name, he would have been a waiver claim last week. If he was just Ricky Jones? Yeah. yeah. But because he's Seals Jones, everyone thought it was even flukier than ever. <laughs> yeah. That Seals yeah. Like uh, the Vikings, or not the Vikings, the Redskins had uh, Sprinkle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, you're not going to make a claim on a guy named Sprinkle. You're not going to make a claim on a guy named Seals Jones. But this week, you actually should make a claim on Seals Jones. And I actually like you going down the stretch. He can be helpful to uh, Cameron Bright owners. Yeah. Wait for James Winston with fade. Evan Engram's been fading for the last couple weeks. Everyone who doesn't have Gronk <laughs> or Kelsey. Yeah. Um, Kelsey, where was he last week? Uh, you know. I mean, so he had take, five catches. Two weeks ago. Um, <laughs> if he was Ricky Jones, Drew, I think he'd be owned uh, this week already as well. Uh, but he's got to be out there. Uh, another guy. He replaced an injured player. And he ended up scoring for the Rams. It's Josh Reynolds, who yep. looked pretty good with yeah. Robert Woods out. And Robert Woods, he's basically week to week at this point until further notice. So, you know, Robert Woods was a guy people were beginning to depend on down the stretch here. So can we depend on Reynolds down the stretch like we would have depended on Woods? I think that you actually might be able to just because of how well Goff shares the ball. That, you know, this guy's still going to be involved. He saw, I believe, six targets. uh this week, and uh, you know, Sammy Watkins was involved, and Cooper Cup was extremely involved. But we know that the Rams aren't necessarily just narrowing in on one player on, in their passing game. They're looking for those mismatches. So Reynolds could be a part of that mismatch. You know, Robert Woods type mismatch could that could lead to an explosive game. And the touchdown he scored was really interesting because it was basically Jared Goff escaping the pocket and kind of just 
you know, dirt in the sand, kind of pointing him wide open. Yeah. And so that was a great play. It shows that he now has Goff's trust and Goff's eye in these key situations, which is all you can ask for in a receiver, especially a guy you're picking up this late in the season. Is Cooper Cup available anywhere, or is he just going? He should be. He's still floating around in a couple leagues. I actually saw him out on on the wire and you know, I think, one or two of my leagues. But obviously. If PPR is involved in any – in any um, facet. facet of your league, he, he should have been owned already. So if he's out there and you're in a full or half PPR, go get him. Yeah, and I think even in standard, he's a good option, especially um, with Robert Woods out of the picture for now. Yeah, yep. for sure. Had a great game against um, against New Orleans. And he gets red zone targets. Yep. Oh, so yeah. he's kind of a, a dual threat in that yep. regard. Uh, big time injury fill-in coming up, Peyton Barber. An interesting name to keep an eye out I for with Doug Martin out. Prefer Jaquiz Rogers as the pickup here. Um, Peyton Barber scored and all that twice, but Jaquiz Rogers was always the guy who comes in. Yeah. I think that might have just been a weird, a hot hand you know, situation. Yeah, I think Jaquiz Rogers, given a full week and the zoom out of things, yeah, becomes the guy. I he think- was still getting uh, carries and everything last week. He just didn't. Happens to be the guy who scored. Yeah, this is. I think this is your kind of standard like plunge hope with Barber and and Jaquiz will have a little bit more PPR. Like I really honestly believe that this backfield is kind of one to avoid. Yeah, Martin hasn't even been good. No, right? so why should his terrible. replacement be any better? Uh, the offense is totally sputtering. Yeah, and he, Martin could be back. So yeah. I wouldn't use like a high claim on any of these guys or a large bid because he's in the concussion protocol, but he may be well clear, yeah, clear easily. Definitely. All right. Another running back, Rod Smith. I kind of had a feeling he was going to score on Thanksgiving. He ends up scoring, salvaging his day. Uh, Dallas's running backs have been forgettable since Zeke got suspended. Um, So, you know, it's a speculative ad, but Darren McFadden was cut. Right. And that's the most important part of the scenario is that McFadden was cut. So now we're down to two. You know, we got Rod Smith and we got Alfred Morris. Rod Smith, all he has to do is continue, really, to outshine Alfred Morris, which I believe he's done, and he definitely did on Thanksgiving. Um, also, the Cowboys don't look like they're going to be winning a lot of football games. So Yeah, and Alfred Morris is not uniquely involved in the passing game. Exactly. So Rod Smith is the answer to your Dallas Cowboys backfield questions, especially if you're playing PPR, because they're going to be dink and dunk like Dak has been doing a right. lot. Yeah, right. One more running back who's on our radar now. He was probably dropped before, uh, but now he's in a golden opportunity. Kenyon Drake. We've got Damian Williams out. He's week to week with a ankle, shoulder, shoulder injury. Shoulder. Thank you. Tom knows how that feels. <laughs> yeah, he sure does. Um, it actually sounds similar to. They said it was, you know, a pretty bad dislocation. Right. It's not one of those ones where you just pop it back in and go. Go play with the friends. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. He needs your advice more than ever, Tom. Well, anyway, Williams is going to be out, and it looks like Drake has the keys to the backfield, and I'm sure the the Dolphins have no regrets about trading J.J. I'm sure they don't either because they knew they were going to stick anyway. Yeah. And uh, you saw Ajay breaking out the big run and then coughing it up into the end zone this week. I'm sure that made them feel a little bit better about it. But I'm excited for Kenny Drake. I think this is your number one ad this week. Um, he just offers a lot of potential. He's shown he can catch passes out of the backfield, break long runs. You know, he can kind of do it all. And Miami has nobody else. They have nothing else. So it's all Kenny Drake. I know that they play Denver this week, which is probably going to be a tough matchup. But I'm thinking. I think you still might be able to start him just on volume alone. Absolutely. There's I guys like I would prefer him 
but prefer over him, and there's guys that I would actually use Kenyon Drake too. Um, the pass catching thing is huge for me with him. If it's PPR, then he gets a boost, and that's going to help him in a tough matchup like Denver, where they might have to kind of go around the conventional run up the middle kind of play. Right. Definitely. Uh, let's go to some guys who are back on our radar, and this guy is on a conditional basis, and that condition is if Calvin Benjamin isn't playing, Zay Jones should be in your lineup because he's been tearing it up with uh, Tyrod Taylor ever since Tyrod came back. Yep. Caught a touchdown in the blowout against the Chargers and caught a touchdown in perhaps the most unpredictable win this season since the Chiefs lost to the Giants Plus. when the Bills beat the Chiefs. <laughs> um, a really interesting game. I think he's kind of starting to put it together, albeit a little later than most of us wanted to on this podcast. Yeah, I mean, it's target share and opportunity, right? So he, he's getting such a big target share. He got 10 targets this week. And then looking forward at his opportunity, he plays New England this week, beatable matchup. He plays Indy down the road. He still plays Miami, and he still plays New England again. So he has great, bright green on your app matchups to play. And I think that, you know, if Calvin, like you said, if Calvin Benjamin is going to be out, this is your number one receiver playing against, you know, poor secondaries with a quarterback that really has something to prove. Absolutely. Yeah, Calvin Benjamin apparently does have a torn meniscus. They were saying that nothing was torn or anything like that in the beginning, but I guess he is dealing with that. Yep. Zay Jones, I mean, he was pretty bad in the beginning of the year. Terrible. So let's not get too carried away. For me, I, you know, I love this guy, right. too. But three catches, 33 yards, and a touchdown. Right. Touchdown makes the day pretty nice. But other than that, I mean, nothing too crazy. No, yeah. nothing too flashy. And and you're not going to get that with Tyrod because he just doesn't really have enough attempts. He doesn't really throw for that many yards. But, you know, if you're looking for someone for a receiver that, you know, you're desperate and you need somebody who's at least going to get work, this guy's going to get more work than anybody out on the Can you drop Kelvin Benjamin for Zay Jones at this point? Only if you needed a win right now. Yeah. Yeah. Only right. if you needed a win this week. But, I mean, I wouldn't I've had a tournament meniscus before, and it is not fun. Okay. <laughs> so I'm assuming he's going to be done for the year. This is like the recapping time. injuries episode yeah. for us. Um, another receiver who's getting a great opportunity based on an injury, Martavis Bryant. Juju Smith-Schuster, a surprise inactive uh, for the Steelers. Martavis Bryant comes in almost and probably should have taken the opening kickback. He should have for that scored game. a lot of touchdowns in that game. Yeah, he really <laughs> he should have. should have taken the opening kickoff back. He should have caught that slant across the middle and scored on their first drive. Still on their first drive, he should have turned that reverse instead of going outside, just cut it right behind his left tackle and walked it into the end zone. He had a bunch of chances. And he did he actually play. score and a touchdown. He did actually score. So, <laughs> so the, like, like I've been saying, the opportunity is definitely there for him when Juju's out and Ben is white hot right now. Yeah. So it seems like... Put the, put the pieces in that he throws the ball to, and, and hopefully he stays hot. Yeah, yep. basically the number two wide receiver in that offense always has value yep. when it's a good Big Ben game. You yep. know, because right. there's times where it's, it's and you've I've heard that before listening to this podcast, we shut him down or we pull him in. Yep. So when it's a good matchup, especially at home, you can always load out the number two wide receiver, whether yep. it was Eli Rogers, Sam Coates, right. or yeah. Davis Bryant. Hines Ward. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yep. Antoine Randall L. All right, I've gone back far enough. Let's go to some guys we tried to tell you about, and we're still trying to tell you about Tyler Croft. Who put that stat on our on our episode sheet? Yeah, yeah I was I was clicking through Yahoo. Is that a Tyler joke? Tyler Croft is forty seven percent owned. Forty seven. That's nuts. Criminal. He scored a touchdown in back to back weeks, although he hasn't broken double digits in those touchdown weeks. They still, still do it. getting it done. And what other 
you know, tight end besides Ricky Seals Jones is putting up numbers like that. Gronk. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Kyle Rudolph making a case. Yeah, true. Two yeah. touchdowns uh, on Thanksgiving. I started talking trash about him. He, he went out there. Yeah, he must listen. He knows. <laughs> he knows. Um, we've also got Rex Burkhead. What an interesting swing he's had. Almost loses a fumble against Oakland. We he thought for sure. Oh, he lost it? I thought it was recovered by the Patriots. Oh, well, I don't remember anyway. All right. When you fumble in <laughs> offense, yeah, I thought – but he fumbled nonetheless. You're right. I suspected that he might switch roles with Gillisley and be inactive. Yeah. And still Gillisley. Didn't happen at all. Gillisley's still out. And uh, Burkhead gets the goal line yeah. after fumbling, which I think, is something I think you Burkhead wouldn't expect. Is, is a little more versatile than, than Gillisley, and that gave him that leash on the fumble. Because they just have so many people who can do so many things, though. So it's like, yeah. I feel like anything is expendable to Bill Bowles. Yeah, like James White. Maybe not Rex Burkhead. <laughs> James White may have been able to score the touchdowns that Burkhead did. For week. sure. And then, and then yeah. Burkhead is useless. But here we are, and here we sit, and Burkhead's had a couple multi-touchdown games this season already. And, you know, he's getting that work. The Patriots running backs make me nervous. But, That's the problem. But, you know, he, he's getting the touchdowns. I'm a David Johnson shareholder, and I've held on to him all year. And I'm finally dropping him for Rex Burkhead. I'm, I'm in. I think, Just like you expected at the beginning. Yeah, exactly <laughs> what I was hoping to do. I was like, let me get David Johnson, keep him out there as long as I can until Rex Burkhead's ready. If Deion um, Lewis is available, kind of like how we were talking about Cooper Cup on the side, because – there are leagues where he's probably available. You yeah. have to nab him. Yeah, as well. for sure. Yeah, he's a must own. Yeah, I would check for Deion Lewis before I checked for Rex Burkhead. Me too. Um, Rex Burkhead is a little bit more interesting um, just because of the goal line opportunity and standard, maybe. Yeah. But he's also, he's kind of like a dual threat guy, too, because he yeah. does get the reception. So I like him in all formats, but Deion Lewis has a really high upside as well. Sure. A lot of touches. His ceiling is. There is no ceiling. Yeah, because he could take like a kickback. Exactly. If that. you need a home run, he's a home run. Yeah. Burkhead has been kind of hitting home runs with the high touchdown totals, but that probably won't happen every game. He's not getting stand-up doubles either, though. Yeah, the home run guy here is Lewis. Yep. Uh, a couple of receivers to wrap things up. Corey Coleman, another impressive week. And he gets what the Browns were hoping would be his running mate back. This week, maybe shading some attention off of Corey Coleman while he's on this hot streak. Uh, Josh Gordon coming back for the Browns. I mean, who I knows? But Coleman's been awesome. Uh, interesting stat. Like, you guys have said Corey Coleman. You guys think he's played well this year, right? Yeah. When he's been healthy. He's turned in at least decent production when he's been healthy. Do you have any idea who he's played in those games? The Jags, the, I know. The Jags, the Steelers, the Bengals, and the Ravens. So we're talking about four of the best pass defenses in the league. And all three of his divisional opponents. And you look at his stat line, and you're like, wow, Corey Coleman had another good game. He had another good game. He's doing this against some of the best corners, some of the best defensive back units in the league. So I was afraid where you were And he gets the Packers in two weeks. But I like it. you like it now? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it was a little little, uh, shocky at the open. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Anyway. Um, (laughs) His matchups can only get better. It's literally not possible for them to get worse. No. It's maybe the four worst teams that you can face. So, Unless the Browns get the Saints. Still get the target share. And know? he dropped the touchdown. So right. it's kind of like when we mentioned uh, Corey Davis had that, that touchback. Right, That right. could have easily been a touchdown almost. Mm-hmm. So it's like no one's going to see his stat line. If they didn't watch the game or they didn't see whatever, a replay of it, like they're going to look at his stat line and say, eh. Right. But it easily could have been – Whoa, points a monster against Jacksonville yeah, or exactly. something like that. Yeah. So it's one of those situations where if you're keen to what actually happened, 
you're at an advantage rather yeah. than just looking at the raw numbers. Speaking of monsters in Jacksonville, we might have a monster brewing with Didi Westbrook. Is that true? 18 targets over his last two weeks? I think it's 16, actually. I think he may have saw only six two weeks ago, but he saw 10 this week. That's, and, that's better. You know, this, this is what I, I was trying to allude to. I maybe have been a little early. He got me hyped up with his 200-yard game proclamation that didn't even come close to fruition. <laughs> but, you know, this guy's finally getting healthier. Now he's getting those reps in the offense, even though he was getting no practice. Now he's getting game reps, and, and I think things are going to start to change for him. He's missed on a couple big plays, like, you know, inches off a couple big plays, a couple big gainers. And I think one of these weeks uh, it's going to hit. And then you take a look at – Jacksonville's remaining schedule. Yep. And it looks like every week could be a hit for him. That Super Bowl projection may rest on D.D. Westbrook's feet. Yeah, they took a tough loss this week, man. You can't lose. Plenty of division games left for them, though. Well, what happened also is Patrick Peterson really took a lot of his attention over to Lee. Yep. And that freed him up. When he gets to play the Colts... There's like no better name there, so it could be anyone who goes. Well, right, Marquise Lee will probably could easily see a higher target. Share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, DJ Westbrook could obviously take a big play or oh, like yeah. something like that. So the Colts are susceptible. Maybe uh, Bortles can. Well, Bortles turned in a good performance first time last time, actually. Right. Um, a decent fantasy day. We'll probably be recommending him here in a bit. Mm-hmm. But um, I can see it. Absolutely. Okay, let's run down the slate now. And very interesting Thanksgiving. A couple of blowouts and then one super ugly game. Thank God it was the late one. Let's start with Vikings-Lions, though. I kind of figured this was going to be a Vikings beatdown, and it was from start to finish in this game. Yeah, the score actually ended up getting a little close at the end, but it never, ever felt like the Lions were going to win that game. No. Vikings controlled it the whole way through and kind of showed that how legitimate they are. This yeah. was a pretty big statement game for me for them this week, and they really stepped up. Big statement game for Case Keenum, too, who just continues to make these big statement games. Well, when I say, <laughs> when I say the Vikings, that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right, like, yeah. Like, the, the rest of their team is so set. It's literally can Case Keenum sell me on them being a Super Bowl contender. And he's doing a pretty good job right now. Absolutely. Uh, what was it, three passing to, and a rushing touchdown? Yeah. Yep. So, and Murray scored. Um, we got to talk about man catch Marvin. Yeah, I mean. He's that, becoming one of my favorite receivers in the league. He's insane. Yeah. Throwing him in double coverage with one of the best corners in the Rhodes league. Rhodes covered him the whole game. And he owned him. He Destroyed really, him. Yeah. He destroyed him. Yeah, he looked awesome. Yeah, I'm rolling him out anywhere I can get him. It's, I actually benched him in the league and yeah, lost because of him. I benched him too. Everyone benched him. Yeah. I, I, mean, did. I mean, how I did should you have. start him against Rhodes? It's tough. Yeah. And this week he has another t- tough matchup against Jimmy Smith. I'll be interested to see what everyone thinks this week. Do they go back to him and trust him in a bad matchup? Or do you play the matchup? I'm rolling him out. I'm Ride the heater. Uh, the Chargers dismantling the Cowboys. I knew the Chargers were capable of this. Um, you know, Bill. two back-to-back crushing weeks where they came out and just take it to the Bills, and then they come into Jerry World and just take it to the Cowboys. Yeah, Bill Rivers, they're legit. Bill Rivers puts in one of his classic 400-yard-plus performances. Yeah, out of nowhere, uh, nowhere he like leaves always. out his classic interceptions, though. Yeah, you know, so yeah, he really cleaned it up. A nice fantasy really day cleaned it up for Thanksgiving. And uh, with Keenan Allen, what more is it to say? Like, he's like why, awesome. Right the now. only question I have is. Where was this? The I mean, he yeah. started out pretty well, and then he had some tough matchups. Like they didn't get the touchdowns. Yeah, and, but right now, I mean, he's... He was nicked up, well. too, I bet. Too much Travis Benjamin early on. Yeah. Feed this man. Give him 15 targets. Well, they better now. Um, Feed this man. He is dominant, and right now he looks 100%, obviously. And, and when he's 100%, it's seeming like he's a top 10 receiver yeah. in the league, no doubt. 
Washington and the Giants, this was a game we expected Washington to win. They ended up winning it. Um, wasn't uh, for lack of late game heroics by Janoris Jenkins. Yeah. Uh, but Cousins throws a touchdown to Josh Doxson late. And uh, Samaj Piran just grinded down the Giants defense uh, towards the end of this game. And really just a nice signature win moving forward for Washington. Yeah, Washington seems like a nice fantasy offense moving forward. You know, there's not a lot of teams that have kind of cemented roles in, and they do. Doxson's going to be this this deep guy and potential red zone touchdown guy. Crowder's going to work the middle, and, and Peterson's going to pound between the tackles. When you, when you have that setup, it's, like, so nice to have, you know? Yeah. Yeah, two things about this game that stood out for me, or that stand out. Uh, Vernon Davis didn't score. Didn't catch which, pass. Yeah. Goose Awful. Yeah. Versus Giants, which was mind-blowing. Yes. Um, that kind of screwed me in FanDuel. <laughs> um, but the weird thing is, or it's not so weird. That was the weird thing. The crappy thing is, is that they play again, right? Yeah. So is that going to replicate again? I, I highly doubt it. I would still be excited to play the tight ends or whoever it is at that point in time versus the Giants. But I'm definitely happy to see Samaj P. Ryan put in a good performance yes. versus them go over 100 because he gets him again in the fantasy playoffs. So you know that he's usable versus them the next time he mm-hmm. comes around. For sure. Um, so those are just my uh, my thinking points in yeah. this game. And obviously Jameson Crowder, you know, gets a boost there too. But then the weird, weirdly enough, again, Evan Ingram doesn't do anything. So the tight ends were kind of befuddling. Yeah. Right? But you would coming down in the playoffs, you would want to play them again, but it's going to be scary. Yeah. It's we're, getting. We're going to revisit this conversation. Yeah. Yes. Is my point. For sure. Uh, Bills Chiefs, what is going on in Kansas City? This is. They're still on their bye. <laughs> they really, it's they're playing like it. They coming off a bye. Andy Reid teams are supposed to be the best, and they right. usually are. Yeah. And the weird thing is, is that since the bye, they've been worse than ever. It's like yeah. <laughs> bizarro world. <laughs> they, Losing the teams like wanting to lose games. Yeah. Like, the Bills have like shown they're not like too enthused by the playoffs. Like usually, you get a bye down there. You know, you come back even stronger. Like the Seahawks have been unreal since their bye. Yeah. Like you get a bye, you fix what's wrong. If there's anything going wrong. And then you streamline the process. It looks like they just went in there and screwed everything up. Yeah. They're not giving Hunt the ball enough. He's not just getting anywhere near the snap share that he's yeah, getting. It's it's, it's, a, it's pretty it's tough for fantasy owners to deal with because you think you it, it's possible. I mean if you have, I thought about it this week and I didn't do it, I was pissed. Here's the thing, because where you drafted him, you probably have other running backs. Yeah. You know, especially if you drafted early, you could have got him way at a discount. And you've got, Bucky Isotope. Yeah, Bucky Isotope. <laughs> you've got, Bucky Isotope for sure should be benching Kurt yeah. Hunt because he's got like everyone else. McCoy, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. he's got everyone. So like if you're in one of those situations where you're spoiled with the value of Kareem Hunt, go ahead and bench him. But if you traded off those other guys in hopes of, you know, Kareem Hunt is my boy, you're in trouble. Yeah, and I was excited for his matchups coming down the stretch and, and the last two games were two that I was like really excited for. Yeah, and I know. completely turned in his pants. So That's like, the thing. Oh, like, God. these have been the litmus tests for, like, is he going to be, you know, my playoff hero? RB1, yeah. Yeah, now, yeah, RB1, exactly. Now he's, he's looking more like an RB2 flex consideration kind of guy. Let's stay on the positive, though, because gone are the days where we were worried that the Chiefs were going to run away with the AFC West and bench their starters for the last few weeks of the season. That's not happening anymore. Yeah, they're a game to. out. They're a game ahead of Oakland, who has a tiebreaker with them right now. The Chargers are at five and six. This is going to be a fun AFC West finish. It will be. Well, I've like, got to be victim to rolling your your Chiefs players out there as they continue. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. I've got I've got a, a seventeen week league with Tyreek Hill, so I you know I can smile on that. Yeah. In a second. Um, Browns Bengals. Was this finally? 
the floodgates opening for Joe Mixon. I don't think it was necessarily the floodgates, but it's definitely a great sign. I mean, it's definitely a sign pointing toward him getting, you know, this same type of snap share and uh, overall touches. You know, he, he touched the ball over 25 times in this game, which is incredible if you own him. And it's, it's great for the value that you drafted him at, whatever, where you are this year. Uh, at this point, anyone getting 25 touches is incredible. So, yeah. you know. Great. Yeah, he's a volume guy, you know. Right. So if he's going to continue to get that volume, we'll continue to get it. Uh, that was a, a divisional game, so they're always a little different than everything else, you know. They get yeah. to see each other a lot, and it makes you wonder what it'll be like out of division with Joe Mixon. He's been hot and cold. He gets Detroit Week 16. I like that. Um, I definitely do like it's, that. He also gets Pittsburgh next week and Minnesota week 14. So, I don't know. Yeah, tough. We'll figure it out. But, yeah. you know, like like you said, if the volume keeps showing, you know, you can roll him out this week. I think, and, you know, we'll keep Yeah, yeah and I've said it before. His red zone uh, efficiency is there. Yeah. So there's always that chance of a touchdown to bail you out. Right. All right. Uh, Panthers-Jets, we expected the Panthers to win this game, and they did. But, boy, did they have to go earn it. I actually thought the Jets could have uh, stolen this one. And I yeah, was, absolutely. I was really excited if they kept throwing in Robbie Anderson, they probably would have. Yeah, I wanted them to so I could tweet that the Jets beat the Panthers and the Panthers beat the Patriots, so therefore the Jets are better than the Patriots. <laughs> well, uh, that's a tweet that will, you know, I guess stay in the draft. We'll save that year. for another time. Yeah. <laughs> Do the Jets play the Chiefs? Uh, they play them this week. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so we got another chance. Um, the Jets – Got to give the ball to Robbie Anderson all the time. Yep. I mean, he's awesome. Yeah. He rules. Did yeah. you see that he was wearing like a choker though? Oh, yes. No. Yes, I, I did. Didn't see that. Yes, it's I like did. not like a choker, like skinny. Not like the goth ones that yeah. you see at Hot Topic. No, it was like, like a, like almost like the earmuff style. Okay. The, those kind of headbands that keep you warm, but not with the big muffs around his neck. Around his neck. Hmm. Yeah. Odd fashion choice, but you know I'm for it. I like Robbie Anderson. If he's going to rip Tutties, go for it. Yeah, yeah I'm I like love to pick one up for myself. Now. I love his layback touchdown celebration. That was too. so I good. I saw that he like, put the ball in the, in the end zone. It was like laying down. Yeah. Um, you know, McCown rocks, too. I mean, how about McCown? Against, yeah. against Carolina, he goes out there and shreds him in garbage time. Uh, you know, the Jets are going to be seemingly they can hang in these games. And if, they, if a team has exploitable DBs, the Chiefs. Know, here comes Robbie Anderson. Yeah, yeah, full speed ahead, baby. Yeah, I'm rolling him out next week where I have him for sure. I have him in a league, in only one league, and I got some tough decisions. Yeah. Maybe we'll go over that. Yeah. Uh, Titans-Colts. What is going on with the Titans? They won, and I think that that's all that they – Do they deserve to be a playoff team at this point? I mean, they got seven wins. So it's it's got to mean something at this point in the year. Do I think they're a good team? Not by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Either. But, you know, this is how they win. They win games – Low twenties and it's and it's kind of messy. Delaney Walker right. touchdown, so that's good. Yeah, Marco Murray well. touchdown, yeah. so that's good. Sad about Rashard Matthews not playing. Yeah, was that really was expecting big things. Tough. When he's out, it seems like Delaney Walker is going to get the pepper. Yeah. So pay attention to that. Definitely, that's a good point. Um, something we didn't bring up: uh, Jets Panthers. Just bunches getting like an insane amount of the targets. Twelve here. targets. Yeah. So well, I think, if Greg's not going to be able to stay on the field, I feel like that's something we can count on. Much, like regardless, I think Funches is a is a startable option. Yeah, yeah. Stud, man. Every week from here on, just wanted to throw that. Yeah, out yeah. There. Agreed. Uh, Bucks Falcons. 
was this the floodgate game for Julio Jones? Oh my god, well, I was so happy. I was like the happiest kid. I thought oh. it was like Christmas morning, just finally seeing my toy at its fullest potential. You know? <laughs> finally, thank you, Julio. You know, you, I know you did nothing all year, but thank you for this treat. I almost made uh, Matt Ryan my loser of the week this week because Sanu throws a better deep ball to Julio than, <laughs> than Matt Ryan does. Like it was, it was like that. Yeah, yeah Sanu still yet to throw his first incompletion. Yeah, yeah. perfect passer rating. Touchdowns, love it, yeah, love it. Awesome. Um, for the Bucks, yeah, for the Bucks, like we said, this this backfield is is muddled. And yeah, it is. And that's, they're going to be uh, losing a lot, which is which is nice if you have Deshaun and Mike Evans because they're still going to see these targets. And sure. Deshaun is is looking pretty good. He plays like a. Very weird role this year. He doesn't really go deep a lot. Yeah, he yeah. hasn't been himself. No, really. he hasn't really hit a big play yet. But he's well, here's the thing. Remember, remember uh, before the season we were saying that this is the team that doesn't have any deep touchdowns. Yeah. So they go out and get the Shaw Jackson four deep touchdowns. Well, they're just misusing him. It's like when they had Darrell Rivas and they just used him wrong. Yeah. So like right. these guys yeah. just don't know what to do with who they <laughs> got. The only like problem with Darrell the Darrell Rivas in like zone coverage. Yeah. All time. The only problem with the Bucks is they have no idea how to be a successful football team. <laughs> right. Other than that, though, they're great. Yeah, I'm thinking that's more of the trend than anything. I <laughs> yeah. think Deshaun Jackson probably wants to go deep. They just are too stupid. Yeah. To probably. Yeah. Uh, Dolphins Patriots. We expect we expected the Patriot win. We got a Patriot win. We got a Patriot beatdown. We got spikes, baby. Two of them. Oh yeah. I was I gonna say, and we got a Rex Burkhead game too. We got two. I had Burkies uh, and two Gronk. I had Julio and Gronk in one league. Oh so my god. It was just like heaven. Yeah. <laughs> there was just euphoria left and right in yards. It was like, oh my god, the <laughs> Every time they go to the red zone, I mean, it's. You got to be on Brock watch. Yep. Oh it's yeah, just, yeah. It's impossible to stop. I love it. And he, he almost bobbled that one away. Yeah. Right. But, uh, but then pawed it the down. End. Yeah. Yeah. I was a little upset about Stills, you know, he didn't get that that volume that I really expected. But yeah, the, I'm, I'm still expecting him moving forward. The problem is, is that the Patriots defense is just getting a little bit better. They sure are. And by a little, I mean considerably. Yeah. Right? I mean, their defense is rounding out. It's still the Patriots. It's a really good organization, and they obviously have talent there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what was going on in the beginning. Kind of no one did. Right. Uh, but it, they seem to be clicking now. I so. Think- I think a lot of it was big injuries. You know, you saw Dante, Dante Hightower yeah. early. And, like, as a middle linebacker, you think those linebacker guys are replaceable, but not the one that's really pointing out those coverages and making those adjustments. And that's what Hightower kind of was for them. So I think losing that put them in a bit of a rut for a couple of weeks where they're, they needed to figure out the middle of the field. And then once they yeah. did, you know, you guys see the change. Eagles, Bears. We expected an Eagles win. We got an Eagles beat down. No one from the Bears did anything of value. Nelson Aguilar breaks out of his slump with two touchdowns, one being the fortunate guy to roll on a JHI fumble. I got to bring this up. So in one of my leagues, listen to this. JHI fumbles the ball, obviously. Aguilar dies on it. Touchdown. The league doesn't have offensive fumble recovery touchdowns as a scoring setting. The, pl- the guy that got it, I won't name names, the guy that got it is like, dude, I scored a touchdown, I should get the points. But it's not a rule. It's not written in the rules. Did he need six? It's not determined yet. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, good point. So he we may lose. So he's down like he's down like 30-something right now. Honestly, and he's got Hopkins, Tucker, and should have you know, six a touchdown more points. from Aguilar. Honestly, wow. I wouldn't. 
I wouldn't give it to him, to be honest. I voted no. Because yeah. if that's just the way it's set up, it's the way it's set up. I was like, I, I told Read the rules. Put it to my a rationale next... was like, next week, I'm just going to say, okay, guys, I want to do two-point PPR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, right, yeah. It's change rules. I would put it to a vote for the next year. I'm in a league where Tyree Kill's uh, return touchdowns don't count. Oh. Come on. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's a little much. I guess that's the rule. So it's, yeah, yeah got to pay attention to the rules, man. It stinks. But, you know, going back to the game, I guess, the, the Eagles own. Yeah, and I think it's like. So it's not fair was, that the Eagles are that hot and got to play the Bears. Yeah, I know scoring. Like, I don't think he was really. He was kind of in a slump because last week he didn't score, but he did. Yeah. You know, because they just, just got called back. Down, yeah. So, like, Aguilar's still scoring a lot of touchdowns. He's still, yeah. you know, having a great year, much better than most people expected. That's for sure. And I think it's just a product of Carson Wentz just dealing. Being the MVP. Yeah. yeah. Alshon Jeffries got some great matchups going down the road. He earned $250,000 on Sunday for his fifth touchdown. Nice. Good for him. And he's got some Get more your coming. money. He's got some more coming. Yes. Um, and then... Jordan Howard kind of poops the bed. You yep. really hate to see that. But next week, you know, San Francisco 49ers. This is the week. Oh, baby. the week for Jordan Howard. He gets yeah. to get pounded for one week. The NFL set up the schedule for Jordan Howard. They're like, all right, we're going to let you struggle against the Eagles, but then we'll give you the 49ers. That sounds good, right? He is going to go bonkers. <laughs> I hope yeah. so. Uh, that was the guy that I almost pumped in. Oh, okay. Saints-Rams. Has Alvin Kamara done enough to win out? In New Orleans backfield yet? Here's a funny thing. Um, Mark Ingram's contract, the way it's set up, you guys probably heard this. He yeah. can be a free agent if he's first team All-Pro. Is he going to be a free agent if Saints Alvin Kamara wins All-Pro? All That's what I was just going to say. It's, the only reason he's not going to get it is because of his teammate in yep. the same position, <laughs> Alvin Kamara. Saints lower Ingram's carries. He gets All-Pro so they can get rid of him. <laughs> awesome. I but, mean, Alvin Kamara's been insane. Yeah. On the, he can't be tackled. He gets, which is part... I mean, he's getting enough touches. Obviously, yeah. he's getting involved, but he's not being fed the ball like thirty times, yeah. which is what it takes other uh, running backs to do what he's doing. To do what he's doing, and it makes sense not to, to play him thirty times, run him thirty times. I know it seems like it, but when he comes out, he's like a freaking bottle rocket when he yeah. gets the ball. It's insane. He can't so be taken much down. And so much power that when he's on the field and he's fresh, it's like okay. Give the ball to him, and maybe he'll – like, he's like likely to score a touchdown as soon as he touches the yep. ball. He's one of those guys. Why pound him with 30 carries? Yeah. I can't believe I don't have him in more places. I don't Being have a Tennessee any. fan. I tried telling yeah. you guys. Yeah. Broncos Raiders. Slugfest in the first quarter. Slopfest rest of the game. Derek Carr manages two touchdowns. The first was a beautiful throw to Amari Cooper, who ended up leaving the game shortly after that. He ends up getting one of Jalen Richard. Beast Mode gets in. The Broncos stink. Yes. Simeon's going to be back at quarterback. It was already announced today um, that he's going to be playing quarterback for the Broncos next That's week. A boost for their for their receivers, their their outlook in general. But um, there's know, a reason he was benched to begin with. You know, he's not yeah. like the most accurate or accurate. He's not well. He's not the most accurate, but he's not the best quarterback uh, in the league by any stretch of the imagination. And there's a lot of places where he wouldn't start, even on his own team. He hasn't right. been starting, so it's tough to say. I remember I dropped him. Um, like week two after he played the Cowboys and he had that great game. Right. People were like, well, why the hell did you drop him? He's doing awesome. I'm like, Second half Simeon. Trevor Simeon. Yep. Yeah. That's like, we already know who he is. I'm, yep. You know, I picked up someone else. Yeah. Um, tough, tough outlook this week for Derek Carr. Um, possibly without Cooper. It was announced he's got a sprained ankle and a concussion. Uh, today, so he's going to be dealing with both of those things. Yeah, even while we were recording, there was a uh, report that the suspensions could be looming for 
uh, Akeem Talib and Michael Crabtree. Yeah, so going to be a tough week next week against the Giants if uh, all of those dominoes fall the wrong way. Ugly game. Yeah, yeah. Seahawks 49ers. This one was the, the 49ers just know how to get ugly with the Seahawks this year. Two games in a row. Divisional, man. Yeah, yeah it's just what it is. They got, they got that. Uh, they got the playbook stored from last year or something. Yeah. But, Jimmy you know, Garoppolo. Yeah, I was. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. gonna say he may end up being my plum pick quarterback on Thursday. You're gonna have to tune in to find out. Yeah, I hope he gets a start. Um, <laughs> you know, but but Bethard's a little. You know. Bethard's banged up, so I'm hoping Jimmy G gets a start. And it's against the Bears. It's a matchup that, you know, he could actually come in and do okay against. It's just torched him. tough, though. Yeah, it, it's, it's like a could. It could be yeah. good, but it could also be bad. Yeah, yeah I mean, you're right. he looked really good when he came in. He ran for a first down and threw two completions and a touchdown with, like, 50 seconds left. It didn't matter. Yeah. He looked calm. You know, he's he's able to rise to the occasion. He's been the starter before. I just want to see Patriots. him out there. So, yeah, I'm excited to see him, and I hope that that injury is yeah. kind of a forcing function for the 49ers to dole him out and yeah. see what he's got. Otherwise, they're going to franchise tag him and pay him $20 million without playing it down <laughs> or starting a game for them, which is stupid. Um, Jags Cardinals, the Blaine Gabbert revenge game. Oh, yeah. He had easily the best game for a quarterback against the Jags in a long time. Yeah, it was ultimate revenge. It was awesome. Yeah. I, you know, I've been screaming about revenge games all year. And for the guy to – for, like, the least likely guy to deliver in the toughest matchup just makes me feel great. Warm, yeah. fuzzy feeling for the revenge game because it yeah. really does mean something to these guys. And Gabbert goes out there and gets it done. AP actually looked pretty good. And, you know, he did it really without Larry, which which is yeah. impressive too. So really ugly game for the Jags. You know, the, Blake Bortles gets you two rushing touchdowns. You, you know you're in Weird. Really weird. Fournette owners are like, you have got to be kidding me. <laughs> the one was but, like, a, like a pretty far one. He the second like, one was like 23 yeah. yards. It was stupid. Bortles um, doesn't get enough credit sometimes. Man. Sometimes. I don't think so sometimes. either. I love him. Um, and then we've got the Packers-Steelers. I mean, we had, we had our discussion about this game. And what we thought it meant for the Packers going forward, um, Antonio Brown. To me, he's I, he can you can start him every week as far be. as I'm concerned. Yeah, and yeah. like I mean, obviously Antonio Brown is like the banner story here, but the real the value here is in Devontae Adams. You still got it, and it's just pretty cool that he's still thriving yeah. in this offense. It just shows what a talent he actually is, yep. yeah. and that he could probably fit into any scheme and deliver on a you know. Good wide receiver. I'm patient. interested to see what his. I don't know it, but like what his contract status is. I think that it's going to be coming up soon. I think know, he, he could go to a location where maybe he's a, a premier number one receiver. You know, right now he is, but you know the, the Packers' offense is in shambles, kind of with Hundley. Um, if Rodgers came back, he'd, he'd go back to his back. Not really I, yeah, back seat, but one I see what you're saying. Of, yeah, it's interesting. I, I could see him in many places succeeding. Right. I could see him being a loyal Packer. You know. Right. They might just lock him down. Or being yeah. James Jones. Yeah. yeah. Well, he could be. Better. He's going to be better yeah. than James Jones. Um, it's all said and done. For the Steelers, if you're in a PPR league, Le'Veon carried you. He's um, nice. That well, formal was. He carries you every week. Well, yeah, that's too. Yeah. Again, like. Yeah. How about that last catch on the side? It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's every week. He's a one-man circus yeah. out there. It's it's so great to see. He's, uh, a, he's a stand-up guy, too. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. He's awesome. Business is booming. booming. <laughs> As I boom my own microphone. Um, Texans-Ravens tonight should be an ugly Going one. Early. <laughs> if you've got If you've got Tucker or Fairbairn, is that how you pronounce that guy's I last name? I don't know how to say it. He's I've been starting for the Texans. 
Bear Baron, I believe it is. Sure. Yeah. If you've got those guys, you're in for a treat because this game is going to be like 16-12. I've got Ravens D versus DeAndre Hopkins with about an eight-point lead. I like it for you. I need I need six from Tucker in a league. Yep. That's all I got going on. Oh, you yeah. good. It should be fine. If he doesn't get it, I'm coming for you, Tom. We got to hope that uh, Tom Savage is more Savage Garden than 21 Savage. Nice. And you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, that was, a, that was a really bad 90s pop reference. So okay. there you go. That'll end it. This, is, uh, this has been our Week 12 preview. Hopefully you all enjoyed it. We will be back on Thursday with your Week 13 recap. You can hit us up on Twitter uh, at RutzFF. Tom is at HillierFF. Scott is at WagsFF. And don't forget, you can also hit us up on Instagram. Find out who won our Man Catch Monday. We talked a lot about Antonio Brown. Maybe it was him. You can find us on Instagram as well, at RutzFF. We will see you on Thursday for the Week 13 preview. And until then, keep scoring. Yeah.